What is up? Welcome back to Fudge Mouth, but I'm Scott here with Michael, and today we've got another discussion for you. Mm-hmm. When I was uh, making the recent Hermaeus Mora deep dive video, which you should go check out, I'll link it in the description, um, I was really thinking about Mirac a lot, and then I was thinking about Alduin, and then also I started just sort of applying this thought to the rest of Skyrim, but Skyrim has a theme. Skyrim is not what you think. The story of Skyrim, or the stories of Skyrim, there is a theme. Like, many people think Skyrim is about the uncertainty of the future, about power, about religious freedom. There's all kinds of themes you could say Skyrim is about. And, you know, there's no right or wrong answer here. However, there is a really cool thing that Scott said to me, which I haven't heard before. Probably the coolest thing about Skyrim I've heard in years, when you start to tie it through together. And I've got notes in the mystical, the Elder Scroll... Uh-huh. To get to... Which is all taped together to kind of help this talk flow a bit more. But this but has the answers you seek. When without... Uh, with no more suspense, it's essentially that... Uh, it's about Oathbreakers. Oath, and, Oathbreakers and, and the abandonment of duty. Yeah, failing to adhere to the duty that was given to you. And the abandonment of duty, not for any necessarily moral reason. Because you could argue that some oaths are worthy of being broken because you know they're Mm. evil or something like that but i guess we could first point to we'll talk about the main the main well we'll talk about a lot but the main story is obviously with the last dragonborn Mm -hmm. and alduin and alduin obviously his job is to eat the world he is Mm -hmm. the world eater and instead of eating the world he decided to to, you know go on a huge power fantasy trip of his own Mm -hmm. and and essentially rule over men and become a tyrant which then leads to you, the player, being created, you know, Akatosh supposedly imbues uh, a mortal, well, not a mortal, but one with the soul of a dragon, sends him into the world to right the wrongs of Alduin and save the world, or, if you've heard our theory, ensure the world can be eaten at a later date. Mm. Mm -hmm. And, like, well, that, and that's the sort of, uh, like, the theme of that is, you know, the last dragonborn correcting the wrongs of the past, but it all started with Alduin turning against his duty to instead become a, essentially a king of the world. And you could even... What does that teach us? Yeah. (laughs) I will say real quick, there's no, like, we may have an upcoming video that, like, really, like, hones in on a message here but in this video i want to give you as many examples as i can because Mm. this theme is just so heavy we're hoping to basically get some feedback because i wanted to approach and make it in a sort of essay Mm -hmm. form first but i thought that it would be better to well well the backdrop of skyrim well yeah let's talk of the backdrop the backdrop of of skyrim the emperor the empire sorry have abandoned their their duty to talos they've abandoned their people essentially by signing Mm. the white gold concordat um, allowing the Thalmor to impose yeah. their religious controls on the, I guess you could call them the empires of men or the provinces of men yeah. who want to. And I, I guess Talos. that might not have been as strictly as like an oath to Talos. But like it's kind of implied that like yeah. the Talos, the founder of your empire, you went against your very own um, founder and originator, and, and basically say, nah, he's not a god anymore. As like you have been saying for the last you mm-hmm. know six hundred years, well, a bit less than that. Um, but you know, that's the first important big And we have a crumbling break. empire as a result. Yeah, exactly. And and then you've also got people's response to that. And and you've got Ulfric, Ulfric Stormcloak, right? Mm-hmm. He, the whole Markarth incident occurs. So he, he goes back, uh, he comes home from the, the war. He's already really, really annoyed that the White and Gold it was signed. That's already seen as a betrayal, that the Talos worship is outlawed. But instead, he goes to Markarth to help out with the Reachman problem. Wipes, basically wipes out the Reachman, takes it, takes Markarth back 
and um, he wants to reinst. He agreed with the Empire, mm. um, or it was it might have been just specifically the Yarl with the Imperial control, so on. That yeah, we'll give you Talos worship back um, if you can get Markarth back. He gets Markarth back. Everything's all sweet, and they're like, nah, nah, we can't do that because you know that's it, we're already pushing a frail peace. So an oath was broken, and then he goes to jail, and then later he comes out, and mm-hmm. so on, and becomes Ulfric, who himself mm-hmm. becomes an oathbreaker when you know the duty to a high king and to an empire and so on and then he walks up and basically kills the high king yes and not to mention as well him giving up information when he was captured uh, oh know, that with, too with the great yeah. war so he abandons his own kind of oaths to the empire gives up information mm. which isn't isn't what led to um it being seized but he was told that, that it, you, it, it was and so him breaking his oath creates this whole system of cope which yeah. in his brain which we've talked about before in other videos which you should check out um which you know essentially fuels his destructive <laughs> mm. tendencies and rampage through that's not to say the stormcloak cause is justified or not justified but like if you just isolate it mm. his oath breaking is what's behind all of that yeah um that energy so, in him as a leader yeah. so you know even as well, I was going to say just in a side note, even the Greybeards, um, they're, they're kind of like more pacifist as well. And there's this whole theme throughout Skyrim too, which you can obviously see in the fourth era where the Nords have, in a way, abandoned their oath or their duty to the old gods, the old way, the traditional Nords. They have become imperialized over time mm. and thus are like a crumbling culture or yeah. society they they don't worship the, the nordic gods of the old pantheon they might say oh by sure this and that but they don't you don't go into the temples and see like you know mm. oh here's the temple of junal um you know and and things like that even like froki's shack being such a like specific example of a, a kind mm. worshiper being such an old thing that that isn't really tolerated anymore um and yeah so like Jürgen Winkola becoming all like, oh, we should just use our voice to um, worship pray, the gods yeah. and pray and stuff. It's it's just another example of this kind of like pacifist mentality, the changing mm. of the, the the tides, I suppose, and the Nordics, the Nords becoming a less of an aggressive, like yeah, you know how they used to be, the strong Nords. Again, not good or bad, just different, but it goes with the theme. And but- I mean to to go back like just to dip also into the to the first era around the same Alduin time and this is partially built on a little bit of speculation but it's like an assumption that's pretty valid it's with uh, Mirak well first which is not an assumption is that Mirak betrayed his oath as a dragon priest and turned against the dragons and started you know and, and helping Hermaeus more and, and, and then know, what happened as war. a result there's the lesson more trapped him yeah and the exactly. only thing that can save the day from the broken or the abandonment of his duty with Alduin is the Dragonborn, a divine intervention. A divine intervention mm. is needed to save the world from Mirak and how yeah. you know, he's gone into... Um, and, and potentially and- divine intervention with the Dragonborn if, if the Dragonborn canonically decides the outcome of the Civil War. Mm. So, well, One thing to, to say about that too is that his, his assumed, assumed oath-breaking, it's more so like the implicit function of the dragonborn perhaps was and because he was the first mm-hmm. was to basically fix the wrongs of Alduin. the idea being that that mirak was there and blessed by akatosh for this purpose then he didn't do it then Alduin gets sent forth um into the future with an elder scroll and then the last dragonborn gets blessed to do it and then also like go back but instead he went off with Amaeus mora to pursue knowledge well, he, here's the quotes like, that just to support that i got the quotes mm-hmm. on the on the holy scroll of abandonment it says 
They wanted to use me to deal with Alduin, Hakon, and the rest. I chose otherwise. Um, so you have slain Alduin, well done. I could have slain him myself back when I walked the earth, but I chose a different path. Um, felling Alduin was a mighty deed, and I thank you for it. He would have proved troublesome to me. So it kind of sounds yeah. like what you're saying could definitely be the case. And it's funny because if you want to talk about DLC in general, this may be a little bit of a stretch, but we're not afraid to, to stretch in the discussion videos. Uh, the Dawnguard DLC is literally about a man who betrays his family and kind of goes against, you know, as a, mm. as a father to the family, kind of like abandons them, sacrifices a thousand of his own innocent people to... His um, Yeah, to Molag Bao and subjects his daughter and wife to the... Um, treatment yeah. of Molag Bao, a horrible yeah. betrayal. There's a lot of betrayal as well in, in that theme of oath-breaking and stuff. Mm. But then ironically, um, in his search to gain power by doing all this and turning his back on the people he's supposed to love, um, it's the family itself which becomes his undoing with his own daughter teaming up with Dragonborn, mm. divine intervention, save the day, yeah. um, that comes back to stop it all. And to just throw this out here too, just to quickly, if people are like, oh yeah, but this is a very common theme. If you were to look at, say, Oblivion or even Morrowind before it, it is not all not nearly throughout as it. It's much. not as nearly as prevalent. Uh, we like, haven't even finished. Wait, we're, so we're going main factions. We're going to go through all the factions, everything. But so far, you've got the whole setup of the civil war mm-hmm. and, and the political background of yep. Skyrim. You've got the whole metaphysical situation with Alduin, with Mirak, and the Dragonborn status. Also, to speculate further on that, maybe the last Dragonborn might even become like turn away from his oaths or whatever to continue for oh, we don't as like know. a hero yeah, we don't know. if he becomes champion of Hermes Mora which yeah. is like one of the more canon sort mm-hmm. of outcomes mm-hmm. you know let's look so. at the main factions and now you can compare these to the main factions in Oblivion and stuff and you'll see that they're very different mm. Oblivion seems to have disconnected stories without as much of a strong uniting theme mm-hmm. which if anything can be good I, I really like Oblivion's factions but Thieves Guild Skyrim it's run down it's yeah. not doing too well why? Because it's cursed. Why is it cursed? Because someone abandoned their oath to Nocturnal mm. as a Nightingale, aka Mercer Frey. Mm-hmm. So Mercer Frey betrays the guild, kills Gallus, um, you know, he takes the skeleton key, and so the guild falls out of favor with Nocturnal, and it's not until that right um, that wrong can be made right with the skeleton key retrieved and taken mm. back um, that the guild can be blessed again and you know prosperity can continue it's interesting that it's not exactly like because this is one thing we were saying it's not necessarily a uh, a moral moral take or anything like because oath breaking arguably could be but it, there is this theme of uh, the divine getting their comeuppance for oh you broke an oath to me i'm coming back whether it's you know Hermes mora or or akatosh or um or nocturnal it's mm-hmm. like That's there's the a few I, more to come i, I don't yeah. want to put a moral spin on it it's yeah. just kind of more it's more, at the moment at least it's more of an it is what it is. Yeah. Because, like you said, who's the oath to? What's the purpose of it? It's kind of yeah. like it can get. I mean, very if you look great. at like Nocturnal's not necessarily the greatest no. moral person <laughs> no, exactly. ever. So it's like maybe exactly. breaking an oath to her is. Yeah. Is, anyway, you know? uh, the companion storyline is a very interesting one. When you think about it, this is a faction that has long since abandoned the uh, the kind of culture and the way mm. of life. Its roots. Yeah. Its roots uh, in favor of an, of her scene. So. With Isgrimor, sorry, mm. the, the roots with Isgrimor. And arguably the Silver Hand coming in, causing trouble, killing Kodlak. You know, if you've watched our video on the Silver Hand and potentially what they were going to be or should be or what they are, 
um, is that they seem like ex-companions who are obsessed with Isgrimoire, if you see the books mm -hmm. on their corpses, despite them being from all different races, who continually show an obsession with Wuthrad and not just killing werewolves. Mm. Um, and this all starts when the companions long ago turn to her scene and accept the gifts of a Daedric prince um, instead of staying true to like this, you know, Nordic strong culture that Isgrimor would have been all about. Mm. Again, see, you can't put a moral spin on Isgrimor's way of life no, where he just comes not. in and slaughters elves, but there, they a turned away from the roots and that's what happened. Yeah, and it's like ever, ever since too, like I think there's the very first guy who signs up with Hersey in the very first Harbinger, Turfig, he, he does it but regrets it, but every single one after is like willingly like, yeah, mm -hmm. this is great, like turned away from the, yeah. the, the true path. For sure. Uh, even and, and you can see that they just don't care anymore. Like when you're a werewolf and you rampage through Whiterun or you wake up and Ayla's mm. like, in the forest like oh haha you were yeah you know like whoo be hard to handle mm. but like oh i could have just slaughtered everyone in white rum yeah lol uh the dark brotherhood is a, mm. is a great example of this um it's less traditional it's cut through it's about the money and essentially astrid's running the whole mm. joint for fame and money and she basically like there are some really good quotes from astrid where she goes the night mother literally like represents a chapter in the dark brotherhood's history that has long since been closed today we live by our own rules only mm. by foregoing the old ways have we survived for so long um and then later she goes obeying the night mother you being the listener it's ridiculous no offense cicero may have overheard me talking to one of the others about the night mother it was possible i was not entirely respectful but then in the end when astrid betrays you essentially sells out the dark brotherhood thinking that she'd ensure their safety mm. then she performs like the sacrament with herself and she's on the ground and everything she says i wanted things to stay the way they were before um she goes you were right the night mother was right the old ways they guided the dark brotherhood for centuries i was a fool to oppose them mm. and so she literally says at the start of oh, the new ways and then as she's dying oh the old ways were right i was wrong for abandoning the night mother's teaching and, and again it's another out. one of those sort of like divine interventions like they get like if you break an oath to these gods or to whatever these higher beings mm -hmm. if you don't fall into their plan it will come back and get yeah. you even you, yeah like go going back like throughout the whole setting it, it really really is um is there i forgot what i was gonna mention but let's talk, talk well, the next well, one well <laughs> the college of winterhold is not as straightforward mm. as the other three i will admit however um, if you've watched my video on the problem with the College of Wannerhold, then you'll know there are many problems with it. However, one could argue that it is currently uh, not really the institution it used to be. It is led by a man who um, has definitely not... is not fulfilling his duty to be a good archmage. He's a terrible archmage. He betrayed... Um, his duty of care essentially to yeah. students that he took into Labyrinthian and then when uh, Morakai came out he essentially sacrificed them well, trapping friends, them in yeah. magics his, his friends and I think there's a quote at some point where he's like yeah you when there's only like two left it's like we three can do it we'll have each other's backs no matter what yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, makes yeah. an oath just before they right walk before in. it happens he traps them to save himself and obviously to lock yeah. away the dragon priest and escape and um he obviously is uh, not the best leader. It leads him, he feels deep shame, but then he kind of copes himself out of it. And when you talk to him, he really doesn't care. Like mm. he's sarcastic. He makes all these snarky comments and he goes, oh, what are you going to tell me? Another one of the students got incinerated. Like, yeah. dude, <laughs> like you, you, he's, he's terrible. And um, 
I can't remember exactly what it's called, but um, something like, uh, the more I think about it, the more I think Savos is the worst Archmage of all time as a Reddit post. And it's just a huge rip, rip. just of Savos Aaron. Uh, which is great. But I mean, it was even him, you know, he's got Thalmor Spy in there as his advisor, Ancarno, mm. like, again, there's not like a strong, like, I took an oath, but I feel like when you become an archmage of any institution, your duty is to, like, yeah. be a good leader. He's not doing that. It's like, it's kind of, like, broadly, you could apply it to, like, oath-breaking traditions and everything as well throughout the setting, and, you know, it's there really is that reprisal from God's sort of part of it. Maybe not so as much. Again, as we said, with the or... college, it's not as, like, clear-cut and strong as the other three. But, I mean, like, three out of four is still Yeah, huge. like, it really is all of it. Like, the Companions is about the, oh, we fell from the old ways, we fell from tradition, we've got to return this yeah. way. Bad things happen because of it. Same as the Dark Brotherhood. Same thing as the Thieves' Guild. Uh, um, same thing as uh, Ulfric's whole rebellion is. We're falling from the tradition of... Civil War. It's, stuff. it's yeah. just everywhere. Um, as some final notes... You do see some of this in Daedric Prince quests, mm. although that's expected from Daedric Prince, yeah. to be honest. They often have, oh, this person was worshipping me. They abandoned their duty to worship me in favor of themselves. In Skyrim, we see it with Periite, with Orchendor, who was leading the afflicted, and then he basically decided to abandon Periite mm. and become their kind of, like, leader. Um, you see it as well with... Um, uh, Malakath with Yamaz being a weak orc, he's not true to but the... But he's just trying to secure his, his place still, he doesn't yeah, want to... Yeah, but he's yeah. not being true to the way of the orcs and true to the way of Malakath, and therefore the giants are attacking the stronghold. You see it with, um... You don't see it that much with Azura, like, a little bit, mm. but he's not, like, an Azura follower. He's more like a College of Winterhold guy yeah. trying to save his life and then starts corrupting her artifact. Then she drives him nuts. He kills his students, flees, corrupts the artifact and goes inside it. But he still gets his divine intervention at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, a big one, actually, a character who's all about this is um, Aranda from Vaymina's Waking Nightmare Quest because he was literally a priest of Vaymina who abandoned Vaymina and a, his oaths to his friends left them all to kind of die because the miasma is this really dangerous gas if you're exposed to it for long periods of time, which they were, which he activated to send the invading orcs to sleep and his friends to sleep while mm. he escaped. Um, and now he's all about trying to right his wrongs and come back and get you to help. Yeah. Um, so and if you follow Vaymina's word, he gets his comeuppance if, well, you, if you kill if him. You, yeah, yeah, you kill him if you listen to Vaymina. It's so. it's that real thing. And real, I, I guess in the broader sort what of sense broad. of it, it's like, you know, asking what what what's the message? What what's, what does it mean by this? But it, it kind of... Stay true to your word. Yeah, it, well, it really kind of <laughs> seems to be... Quite a pro-tradition, pro-God kind of thing. It does thing. feel like it, doesn't Like, it? every single instance. Like, and that's not, like, a moral implication or anything. Like, even if your gods are arguably immoral, like, sort of, like, Nine Mother Sippers kind yeah, of thing, yeah, yeah. or Dated Princes, it's, like, it's just, like, yeah, it's kind of, don't, uh, it's, it's hubris kind of related things, or selfish gain. It's, like, anti-selfish yeah. in that regard, but... Um, I know, it's yeah. very interesting, and I, I can't wait to, mm. to elaborate even further and on this. Yeah, I was going to say jump into the comments too and like, you know, add what you can 100%. and so on and think about it. Let but us know what you think. It's a pretty persistent theme. A hundred percent. It's like, yeah. And I'm re I, it's, it's, it's such a cool idea too because as soon as you told me, I was like, wow, like... And you yeah, keep going really... and you're like, oh, there's probably more we've missed. Yeah. But even without, like, in this video we include all these examples, but even without stretching it, like, really far, even if yeah. you just take the most rock-solid examples, there's still heaps of it. So it, it's really cool. <laughs> it's like even role play. You can't really even role play outside of this because you're always on the side of 
the god or whatever. So you're you become a nightingale to right the wrong of Mercer Frey, or mm-hmm. you you become the listener to return it to its roots, or you become the new harbinger to. Well, I guess you can. You keep can Percy say power, as a werewolf, but, as a vampire, yeah. but obviously then you have to serve yeah. um, her scene in the afterlife. Same with nocturnal. But anyway, yeah. again. The message is, is yet to be fully figured out, but thank you so much for watching. Social media links are in the description below, as is a link to our Patreon. If you want to help support us, of course, only if you can afford it. And our merch as well, if you want to help uh, support us and get a nice looking t-shirt. And we look forward to nerding out with you again very soon.